Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where we help a beginning player or coach by talking about the fundamentals of basketball bi-weekly on this podcast. Our goal is to help those new to basketball build a strong foundation to advance their skill and knowledge. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. Thank you. Hi, I'm Coach Sadler. Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter. I have been a coach for more than 20 years. I have a Master's of Science degree in psychology with a specialization in sports psychology. I am an assistant coach at a university, a USA Basketball Gold licensed coach, as well as a varsity youth basketball coach in the summer. I'm excited to do this podcast because I want to help athletes new to basketball gain skills and knowledge that can impact their ability to contribute to a team in the future. Coaches who are new to the sport can also use the information provided in this podcast to help grow their skills and knowledge. My goal is to share information that is easy to understand, that is relatable and achievable. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. Great news. We have reached over 500 plays. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect when I started this podcast. My only goal was to help athletes new to basketball gain skills and knowledge to become a better basketball player so that they could contribute to a team. And that continues to be my goal. And I am so excited to be on this journey with all of you. Now, for our new listeners, a brief recap of the topics we have already covered. In the first episode, we talked about goal setting, the importance of setting a goal, a timeline for completing the goal, and how to accomplish the goal. In the second episode, we talked about visualization and how this mental training technique can be used to help you become a better basketball player. Visualize, believe, practice, and perform. In the third episode, we focused on internal and external motivation and how these motivators impact your desire and drive to play basketball. In episode four, we discussed planning your basketball workout because a plan helps you to stay on track and monitor your progress, to make changes when necessary, and puts a process in place for your development. We also discussed the importance of always having fun, even when the work is hard. We reviewed four habits and skills that need to be included in your daily workouts to maximize your opportunity to receive playing time, which are conditioning and warming up, ball handling, defense, and rebounding. In episode five, we talked about three keys to mental toughness, which are positive self-talk, 
being self-confident, and being comfortable and relaxed in your ability to perform the basketball skills you have learned. In episode six, I provided seven tips on how to be a great teammate, which are to be in top physical condition, to learn, understand, and live up to the expectations of the team, to not be concerned with what another player is doing, good or bad, to play within your capabilities, to respect all of your coaches and teammates, to keep a journal, video, audio, written, or all three, and to catch the basketball, have good hands. In episode seven, we talked about the importance of communication and how it can be used as a stepping stone to your success. As expressed by Coach K, Duke University men's basketball coach, effective teamwork begins and ends with communication. I also provided a 30-day action plan to help you become an effective communicator on the court. In episode eight, we talked about overcoming adversity by controlling the things that you can control, your attitude, your work ethic, your actions, yourself. In episode nine, we talked about game management and the importance of your ability to control a basketball game. We talked about basketball IQ, which is a player's understanding of the game of basketball and how that understanding shapes the decisions the player makes on the basketball court. Having a high basketball IQ is as equally important as having high basketball skills, especially when the teams are equal in skill and physical ability competing against one another. High basketball IQ is a skill that can be learned. And we focused on players with high basketball IQ always know the time scoring situation. They see the entire floor. They don't have tunnel vision. They put their teammates in the position to be successful. They don't overpass because they know overpassing allows the defense to catch up and to make a play. They are in good defensive position and they compete to win every battle. In episode 10, we discussed loving the process, which I define as the work you need to put in to master the skills of basketball. This work requires that you give 100%, not just to the drills you like, but to the drills you do not like as well. If you do not give your whole heart, you will create unintended consequences for yourself. And then finally, in episode 11, we discussed working smarter, not just harder. Working smarter requires discipline. It requires uncomfortableness. It requires that you be open to change and that you listen with your whole heart. What does it mean to listen with your whole heart? It's to say, yes, coach. And do not make excuses or give explanation when your coach asks you to do something. 
Also, to avoid burnout, take a day off, rest, relax, have fun, be with your friends. And finally, work hard at doing the right things. Now, before we get deep into episode 12, I have a question for you. How do you define success? I find this to be a very interesting question because basketball is a sport made up of individuals who have their own ideas, dreams, and goals. And how do individuals accomplish what they set out for themselves within the basketball team? One factor based on my experience is how effectively does the individual incorporate what she wants into the structure of what the team needs. Research by Francis and Young suggests that athletes and coaches should try to answer eight questions. For example, what are we here to do? Learn skills, improve performance, win, to have fun, or some of each. Based on the answers to the questions, a team's structure and expectations can begin to form. With my summer team, I make it clear that I have three goals. I want each player to improve her skills so that she can contribute to her high school team. I want us to play as a team and I want us to have fun. I also ask each player to provide her expectations as well as what areas she wants to improve in. This this provides me and the athletes with a starting point for our work together. And as we begin to build our team construct, we also begin to look for ways on how we're going to be successful. That is the key for me. Above all, I see team first because basketball is a team sport. Now, it is absolutely true that an individual can have success without the team having success. And it is also true that a team can have success even if one of the players is not following the team structure. However, there cannot be multiple individuals who are not following the team structure. A team will not succeed in that kind of environment. Yes, a team can win games in an unhealthy team environment, but is that success? I have had three experiences in my coaching career where teams have won championships and it did not feel like success because the team environment was not healthy. So what is the solution? The team must come first. If the team does not come first, it will fall apart in my experience. Resentment, discontent, infighting, loss of control of the team by the coach, as well as a whole host of unwelcome distractions 
will rear their ugly heads. One of the most difficult tasks I have as a coach is to convince individuals to buy into the team concept. It's It's particularly difficult for club teams. The reason for this in my experience is the player may not view his club or summer team the same way he views his high school team. The level of intimacy, camaraderie, and connections are not the same. Also, if a team is playing in exposure tournaments and a player is trying to get recruited by a college, then she is likely thinking about that and wanting to perform for the college coaches. And you know what? It is perfectly understandable to want to perform well when college coaches are looking on, but not to the detriment of the team. This is where things can go off the rails. Players need to remember college coaches do not want to see a player forcing the ball between multiple defenders and turning the ball over. We do not want to see a player who shoots 23-point shots and making five, and the 15 missed shots turns into fast-break points for the other team. We do not want to see a player who does not pass to open teammates who have a better shot. Sure, the five made three-point shots may feel like a success to you, but that coach you were trying to impress is probably gone or crossed you off their list because basketball is a team sport and they want team players. You know, a better set of stats, win or lose, would be something like 10 points, 4 assists, 10 rebounds, 2 charges taken, and cheering and encouraging your teammates. That coach is going to keep coming to see you. And if it's an assistant coach that's watching you, they're going to tell their head coach, we want this kid in our program. I know that's what I'm telling my head coach. You can be successful as an individual player in the construct of the team. Great teamwork is great individual success. Great players are willing to give up their own personal achievement for the achievement of the group. It it enhances everybody. This is something that was stated by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the best to ever hit the hard court. So I have a few tips for you to be successful. Let your teammates help you. Play within the construct of the team. Do not focus on scoring points to the detriment of the team. Give your best effort all of the time. Pass the basketball. You will get it back. Now I have a few more thoughts to leave with you. You define your own success. Make sure you are living up to your own expectations, not to the expectations of someone else. And I know that that can be difficult at times. I know that there can be pressure to please parents, to please friends, 
to please others, but you are the one who is out there giving your all. You're the one that knows exactly what you need and you know what your team is need, needs because you've already decided that together. So again, make sure you are defining your own success, that you are living up to your own expectations. As you grow in your basketball skills and knowledge, expand your expectations of yourself. Do not be afraid to fail, to be uncomfortable, or make mistakes. Use our time together on this podcast as a roadmap. If you need to, review the episodes on goal setting and motivation for new insights. Ask your coach or a mentor to help you forge a path forward toward basketball success. And I am here to help you too. This podcast is designed for you. I hope you are able to define success in a way that is meaningful for you and makes you a complete basketball player. I hope this information has been beneficial. Please join me for the next episode of Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter.